Welcome to the Limitless Wrestling Podcast, the official podcast for your favorite indie promotion of all time. That being Main Zone Limitless Wrestling, and of course, Let's Wrestle. Can't forget about them. My name is Josh Nason. In this week's show, we're going to give you some big updates on the final Limitless Wrestling show of the year. It's called Force of Nature. It's coming up in just a couple weeks. We're going to tell you all about that. We're going to answer your questions in our Ask Limitless segment. We might even talk some Let's Wrestle as well. Joining me now, as always, a man who is somehow both on the naughty and the nice list. It's Randy Carver. Randy, say hi to the fine people. Wow, cracking both lists this year. Uh, yeah. That's good and bad. Uh, how's it going today, Josh? I'm I'm doing good and happy to be back on the pod. Yeah, it has been a very long time. We were supposed to record a couple weeks ago, and uh, it just did not happen. But yeah, we, uh, we had to, the the yeah last time we had talked, there was no matches announced for Force of Nature. The card was announced. We talked all about the whole fresh blood situation and all this stuff. And we were talking before uh, we started recording. All everything like feels like eight years ago that yeah. like limbless happened you know what i mean i know like let's wrestle has kept going and doing some uh some fun things uh you know ethan scott training and i'm seeing these videos and, and all this stuff but uh you know yeah but the, the limitless wrestling uh side of things it, it's been uh it's been on pause for for far too long but it's coming back yeah it feels like it's been an eternity since shows and of course uh you know we were gonna have this little a bit longer of a break than we typically have from uh, the end of October, where Fresh Blood was supposed to be up to force of nature, but it now feels like an eternity with uh, the last show being the anniversary show in September. So yeah. uh, it'll be exciting to be back in Yarmouth. I think there's going to be uh, a very good energy in the room, uh, and typically is after we have uh, you know unexpected uh, things happen with a show or it's been you know an unprecedented amount of time. But uh, it'll be nice to be back. Uh, we got Channing Thomas's first defense in Yarmouth coming up a two out of three falls tag team match. I mean, we're going to get into it in full next week, but a uh, really fun lineup, uh, some scores to be settled before the year is done and under 30 tickets remaining too for uh, December 16th in Yarmouth. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, it's uh, we'll do a light preview of what we got so far and then a full deep dive. I, I should remind people, of course, that, you know, if you're looking for wrestling gifts or the fan in your life, I mean, go to limitlesswrestling.com in the merchandise section and, so you can buy some items there or, you know, bring your cash, bring your money to December 16th, Saturday, December 16th, the Yarmouth, Maine. You can buy a bunch of uh, Limitless merch right at the table itself. Yeah, we actually just updated um, a few of the sweatshirt selections going into uh, December. Uh, I saw a question as well. I don't know if it made the rundown, but uh, someone did ask if beanies were coming back. I'm happy to report that we'll have some hats and beanies available on December 16th in Yarmouth. So. Uh uh, there will be some winter wear available both at the December show and the upcoming January show in 2024. Good stuff. And of course, we'll uh, talk. Actually, might as well talk about it now uh, the toy drive and all that stuff. So, yeah. So coming up, uh, of course, you know by now, Saturday, December 16th, the final Limitless Wrestling event of 2023. What a year it's been. And we'll talk more about the year that was after that show. But under 30 tickets remain for the event. So if you're going to buy them, buy them now. I would suggest not waiting until the last second to get to the door. Buy them now. They'll be uh, shipped out to you uh, at some point before uh, the final week leading up. And if not, they'll be left for you at the door. But yeah, these things are going to go fast. So the final event of the year, Force of Nature, coming up on uh, Saturday, December 16th in Yarmouth, Maine, of course, at the beautiful Yarmouth Ambets Arena, as I call it. And of course, if you can't be there, it'll stream live on IWTV as all the shows do. And a big part of this, as always, I think, uh, I don't know how many years in a row this has been happening, but uh, Anthony Green making his return to Limitless Wrestling, the 
former two-time world champion, and he is bringing his annual toy drive with him. And if you bring an unwrapped toy to the event, it'll be located, donated to a local charity, and you'll get an exclusive holiday train card. And uh, obviously, a, a great time to help out those in need. And how many years has this been going? Like three or four, something like that? So I think AG himself has been doing it about five years, and uh, it's been brought to Limitless Ride. I want to say we've done it. We've done it at least three years thus far, but I want to say maybe four because I think we actually started it at a Let's Wrestle event, Um, at least where we were doing it with Anthony. But uh, something great that we can do at the end of the year, uh, especially donated like locally to the community in Yarmouth, Portland area, Uh, just something to do to be able to help out. And uh, it's awesome to see the wrestling world continuously come together for cool things like this. And oftentimes there's a lot of cool wrestling toys that are donated for something like this, which... Uh, I think always makes a cool gift for a wrestling fan out there who needs something. Yep. And it feels good when you do it. And I know that uh, some people, you know, obviously money's tight and things like that. And yeah, you don't have to buy a $60 item or anything like that. Even a a smaller thing, a $10 item is playing those at target and Walmart and stuff. That'll make a big difference to kids in need. So uh, think of those people, think of those kids, bring an item and uh, yeah, get an exclusive holiday train card back and feel good about yourself in the holidays is what it's all about. Right. Yeah, giving back and uh, the trading cards, I will say, very cool. I got a little bit of a sneak peek to what's in store for those. And uh, it's definitely going to be a collector's item that you want to have your hands on. As of now, four matches official for Force of Nature. And these are matches, of course, we've talked about before because three of them were supposed to happen at Fresh Blood. And I'm excited that we actually get to see them happen because some big stories on this. Of course, we'll uh, deep dive deep into these Next week, but the Limitless Wrestling World Champion Channing Thomas will defend his title for the first time on Limitless Soil against former champion Ace Romero, who has uh, not been able to, is not challenged for the title since he lost it in March. Of course, essentially just disappearing from the scene, then making a surprise return at the anniversary show. And he's looking to get his title back, and Channing looking again to defend his title for the very first time in Limitless Wrestling. And yeah, big opportunities for both guys. Uh, we have uh, MSP versus Above the Rest, a two out of three false match. This rivalry goes back months and months and months. And you knew that after MSP won the uh, the sequel, you knew and you had this feeling, as as we've seen in the past, that this was going to go uh, two out of three falls. I mean, you, this uh, there's MSP's series where the workhorseman is that of legend when it comes to uh, Limitless Wrestling. And it's fitting that uh, this le- recent rivalry is going to go two out of three falls. Uh, Desmond Cole versus Ortiz for the first time ever. So we are going to see us third times to try, Randy. We're going to make it happen. So Ortiz from AEW going to be taking on Desmond Cole. And, of course, uh, Aaron Rourke versus JT Dunn. The first time in Limitless. This uh, this goes back uh, years in other promotions. They've uh, they've done this match, but finally bringing this to, uh, to Limitless Wrestling for the first time. So let's talk just kind of just a high-level overview of these four matches. These are... Uh, Again, it's great that we're able to bring these over from uh, from October, but these uh, overall, this is a solid four to start the card. Yeah, uh, I was excited that, and it was just such a toss up at the time that we last talked of how much was going to be able to fall into place uh, from what we had planned for Fresh Blood and uh, be able to bring it to people as advertised. But uh, the big three carrying over Channing Thomas with the defense against Ace Romero, I actually think. The time off in this scenario uh, heading into this event probably benefits Ace Romero. He's involved himself in a training camp. He's going to the gym three, four, five times a week. He's down 75 pounds on his way to 100. So 
Uh, he's just taking this very seriously. And I think like the second crack at a run like that can be very motivating and can, uh, can push you to the next level maybe. And we've seen it time and time again, uh, Anthony green, who had a second shot at the championship, won it rip bison who failed his first time out and wasn't able to get it done, was able to get it done at the vacation land cup in August and become world champion. So Sometimes the second crack uh, really means everything, and you kind of understand the severity of the match and the run. And Channing Thomas has a lot to prepare for, I think, with this match coming up. Des Cole and Ortiz, as you said, third time's the charm. Uh, we've been waiting to make this one happen. Two of the most unique wrestlers on the scene right now. I'm excited to finally bring that one to people. And Aaron Rourke, I feel like a dude who's been jonesing for an opportunity like this, to have a singles match, to be able to come in and show out against someone who – legitimately is a legend of limitless JT Dunn, who has been in some of the biggest scenarios that we've had throughout the years, uh, the inaugural winner of the Vacation Land Cup. And if you want to make a name for yourself as a singles wrestler, I think JT Dunn is someone you do it against. Yeah, this is a, a great, 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 great four-up matches, and we'll dive deep into each of them uh, next week. I want to go back to Channing Thomas, because you had mentioned off-air that uh, Channing Thompson, he'd actually defended his title uh, before, but actually not in limo. So he has one title defense under his belt. I did not realize this. I assume it's the same one we're talking about. The day after he won the limo world title, he did a title versus title match against uh, Alec Price for uh, IWTV in Fall River, Massachusetts. Alec Price picking up the win by uh, by DQ. That rain could have only been one day. How about that? I know. Against the former champ, Alec Price, getting another Unreal. shot there. I believe that was at a live pro show for uh, Teddy Goods. Uh, but yeah, that one is available. The first defense of Channing Thomas on IWTV, if you want to check it out. Unreal. But yeah, but he's uh, yeah defending out for the very first time. So there's a lot at stake for him. I'm uh, yeah very excited to dive into each of us next week. But that's not all, Randy, as a, a big time uh, billionaire that made bones once said, that's not all. Because again, former two-time Limitless World Champion, Alec, uh, Alec Green. Anthony, I'm mixing up all my names today. <laughs> Lee Daniels, uh, Alec Green. I'm just like pushing names together, you know? Uh, Anthony Green, returning to the ring. Again, the former two-time champion. And been off in Japan, doing big things there. I am, uh, I and many others are very excited to see, first of all, who his opponent is. But second of all, what he brings to the ring. I mean, over there... Yeah, I think that Iron Sharpens Iron has been doing his thing, winning the GHE Tag Team titles. He's coming over with a whole new bag of tricks, and I am uh, I am super intrigued to see who we have in AG as he returns stateside for the first time in a long time, especially the Limitless, who, you know, he's worked all over the place, but let's be, let's be real. Limitless is his home. It's been a minute, too, since he's been around. I mean, uh, it, it's always cool. It. The, the Rip Bison series, that was the last time we saw him, right? Yeah, so that would have been what? The beginning of the year a long ass time ago <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah his last match in limitless was uh not even in, in um yarmouth it was in high strung in worcester massachusetts on uh new year's eve uh the strap match against rip bison yes because i believe i think that his departure date got moved and we uh or, or maybe we just I, it was something to do with his departure to japan we had to if we wanted to have that strap match with him and rip I think it yes. had to fall at Restival just with how our schedule worked out compared to when he was leaving. So I I do remember that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, that was uh fuck, yeah. That was last year then. So has he not yeah. been around this entire year? No, he hasn't. At least I not, he, not did let's, he did a let's wrestle shot. That's what it was. Cause okay. he I think he's been back for just like only just like this time, like three week, four week clips. 
But he's back in limits and looking to make an impression, no doubt. And then this one uh, came over the wire. Gabby Forza, who made her debut for you in Let's Wrestle, is making her limitless debut a unique look, unique talent, has a football background. Tell us a little bit about uh, Gabby Forza. Yeah, dude, a former national champion linebacker. She's a product of the Creative Pro Wrestling Academy in New York. Uh, had a very impressive debut against a uh, fellow Creative Pro student, Nat Castle, at Let's Wrestle a few weeks back. And Gabby Forza has an opportunity here to make a name for herself in her debut, punch her ticket back to Limitless Wrestling. I think that she's ready for the challenge. I really do. And uh, a very motivated individual who I think uh, just doesn't take no for an answer. And I think she'll fit in well. Uh, if she can get her wheels under and get things going here, I think she'll be a good fit. She's your homie, the Nomi, Gabby Forza. <laughs> that's a, her thing she's a she's a lawn gnome aficionado randy did you know that i did actually yes uh i don't i don't know another lawn gnome aficionado so it just sticks with you you know well you know hey you could bring them to uh bring them to yarmouth and uh and hold them up at ringside show your support if there's uh those of you out there before they freeze into the ground that's <laughs> yeah you gotta get them out of there uh let's see of course then we have uh, ava everett making her return the former wxw women's champion and uh doing big things over there she's back from germany she has a a lot to say about this art situation you know talking about aaron rourke and ricky smokes and everything that's happened since she's been gone she's been gone for quite a while and then love doug finally returning to action in limitless wrestling and uh we saw him in that uh that four-way recently and glad to see that he's uh he's back in the mix yeah, I'm sure Ava's not too pleased at being named in the same breath as Love Doug, but sure, yeah. uh, she certainly does have a lot to address with Art and Love Doug. Uh, one of the more popular additions to the Limitless Wrestling roster, I would say, in the past couple of years, someone who uh, broke in during the Road series, um, was all over the road and all over uh, kind of those live events that we did during the pandemic, and uh, just caught steam with uh, with everybody he encountered, and I think that that speaks a lot to what you can do. And uh, he's just got a connection unlike, few, like, just like few people that we've had come through Limitless Wrestling lately. So uh, I'm excited to see Love Doug getting going again in Limitless. Excited to see what he's got on this night. Yeah. Last time I saw Ava in action was at uh, July's Crunch Time, the VLC qualifier against Becca. And of course, last time, as I mentioned, we saw Love Doug, which was uh, the eighth anniversary show, which is the last Limitless Wrestling show. And uh, he had some, uh, some heat with a uh, uh, hazard. I almost called him uh, Connor Murphy. Has your boy? Yeah, don't. That, that's it's a street name now, Josh. Yeah, that, that's right. I don't. I don't want him to catch a body this time of year. You know, I would be catching your body pretty quick if you oh, keep calling boy. him Connor. Oh boy, I have to. I'd made to get some some support. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. I don't know who could help me uh, out. Maybe. Uh, maybe I have to talk to Sydney Bacabella or something like that. Uh, with that said, Randy, you ready to head in some uh, ass limitless? Let's do it. Let's answer some questions from Joseph. I don't know if this is uh, Joseph Alexander or not. When is Becca coming back? Good question. Uh, I have no good authority about the extent of her house arrest, how long she's going to be in the house. I, uh, there's minimal details that have come out so far. I know that she was uh, granted a release for Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving alone and then uh, back on house arrest. So mm. it just seems like a tough sitch for Becca right now. Um <laughs> You know, a tough time in life, too. She was, uh, you know, popping off, ready for some deals, both musically and wrestling-wise. And, uh, you know, she's still pumping out the music. The only rumor that's out there is that the, the record company has held her up to produce more content because she was doing too much wrestling, which to me is crazy. But she did just put out a, uh, a new hit on Spotify. I don't know if you've caught the new holiday jingle, Josh, but uh, <laughs> Not yet, it is no. available on Spotify, has been released. Uh, 
Sleigh Bells Ring, are you listening? That's all I'll say for a little preview on that. But she's pumping out the music right now. The wrestling, though, you can't do too much on house arrest. So uh, we'll see how that goes in 2024. Will uh, will we hear any holiday music from Beck or other people at uh, you know playing when we enter the venue on December sixteenth? Is, is the set list going to change up? I mean, we may have to throw that one in the rotation uh, with how her record company has responded with this house arrest uh, with no music coming out. I'm a little worrisome to even touch any of those tracks. Mm. I don't need any uh, legal proceedings to get into myself. But if we get granted permission. I think we could throw a hot new Becca track on the uh, old intermission playlist. I'm not opposed. Never know. Ryan, are there any plans for different show locations? Have you, Randy Carver, have you considered trying weekend matinee shows? I have. We were actually talking about it on air, and we actually put it out there uh, a couple polls last week uh, on a couple of our stories if people would come to – I don't know, let's say a Sunday matinee event or uh, just in general, a limitless show on a Sunday, just to honestly like open things up and try different things for us schedule wise moving forward next year. Cause like full disclosure, I think it would really benefit us in some situations where this year we've had talent maybe get pulled or maybe we have uh, more of an open opportunity to work with different wrestlers that we, you know, normally maybe could not on a normal Saturday night. So Uh, It's definitely something that we've considered. And with that, we have been looking at different options for venues and uh, specifically in Portland directly. So uh, I don't want to, you know, show our hand necessarily because who knows if anything's going to come to fruition. But uh, I I definitely think at least in terms of days, in terms of location, I think you'll at least see us try some new stuff in 2024 to see what sticks, honestly. So we essentially you're confirming that the cross insurance arena is a go. No, I <laughs> for for Car- I for Carver for the long long awaited uh, wrestle prom event. I mean that would probably sell the place out. No, I did go to the cross insurance center this past weekend for a uh, World Wrestling Federation event. Oh, in uh, Bangor, Maine. I did. Yes. Wow, they I came out all, came all the way up there. Huh? How, so the yeah, you saw the. The stars of the WF in person was, uh, did you pick up any, any tips or anything like that? I, no tips. I was just kind of, I don't know. I was enjoying myself. I uh, saw a lot of friends who were there as well, which was always cool and uh, had great seats for, I, I almost like was stoked at how it was set up because I just had no idea who was going to be there. So it was a pretty cool, just whirlwind of a night seeing what matches that were there. Connor, not Connor Murphy. When do you see yourself returning to doing shows in Portland or Westbrook, if ever? It kind of ties in with the uh, the previous question. It does, yeah. This is our yeah. boy Connor McGrath. Um, yeah, I mean, I would say the goal is to have maybe another spot or two in the southern Maine area that we can maybe get a rotation going uh, at some point next year. But we're exploring all options right now. We're just looking into trying some different things, date specifically, and just seeing uh, what people are all about, honestly, in this area. Yeah, it's always good to have options, you know. Uh, from Corey, what's the difference between the indie scene now versus when you first broke in? And when you first first broke in, that was you were was it sixteen or fourteen years old? I'm trying to remember when you said you started. Twenty thirteen, I think I was, I think I was sixteen, fifteen or sixteen. I think from my perspective, it's less less talent. When I say less talent, less. I, let me flip that on its head because now there's uh, AEW that it, there's a, a ton of talent just kind of like disappeared almost all at once. So you, you have 
know, obviously different talents, which allowed, you know, a new, a new group to, uh, to kind of get out there and work and, and things like that. But there was definitely guys and you can see some of your cards from, um, even, you know, five, six years ago, pre AEW, And it's like, Oh yeah, that guy's on TV. That guy's on TV. That guy's on, I mean, everything is just different now. And all of a sudden it just kind of happened all at once. And then with the addition of like collision, and obviously you running on Saturdays, we've seen that happen a couple of times where talents got, had, got to be pulled unfortunately some as the last second or unavailable things like that so i think you know those things have certainly changed it all changed a lot um the fact that you have iwtv now and and providers like that where fans from all over the place can see indie shows that just gives you know it gives your brand more exposure where you can be talking to someone from I don't know from California. You can talk about you know limitless wrestling. Like, oh yeah, I know limitless wrestling. They 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 put on good stuff, and people just watch stuff from all over the place all the time. So it's just it's like more more availability. And um, I mean, again, with no shortage of wrestlers out there, if if you're doing the right thing, you can put on shows. There's a difference, as you know, between doing that and actually making money and making this into a business. That's the Oh, that that's the that's a special sauce a lot of people just don't have. But, yeah, uh, the streaming yeah. thing is a good point. I didn't even think that originally, but like that in 2015, even when we started Limitless, not even when I started, that was like a pipe dream. Like I didn't that, that did not feel attainable for quite, and it wasn't for quite some time. You know what I mean? Especially like I feel like. Uh, one out of 10 venues that you run might have sustainable internet around here. You know what I mean? Right. But, yeah. Um, yeah. That, I mean, that's been huge. And just like, I think the growth of social media in general has just been huge for, for wrestling. Like we've been able to like IWTV alone, but like different social sites, you're just able to reach people within your area and the advertising opportunities have increased. Like I remember paying fucking, stupid money for like a coffee news like advertisement spot when i first started because i'm like i don't fucking know uh, you know you just learn the ropes of that shit you know yeah. and like now you can you can do a centralized like advertisement through social media avenues that actually hits where you want it to hit you know what i mean mm-hmm. and uh i don't know it's it's like there's a lot of uh there's a lot of unique ways that you can use social media, I think, to at least just get awareness out about what you're doing or at least get your product to be seen. Yeah. And your talents that have big followings can also do the same thing. You know, you, have, you bring, you bring yeah. someone in all of a sudden and be like, I'm, I'm here, I'm doing this. I am, uh, you know, watch on IT, you know, as much as they want to be invested in it. Um, think about yeah. how many people we would have never used if not for just Twitter. Like, yeah. uh, I, uh, Desmond Cole is a great example. I just saw a video of what he was doing and it's like, Whoa, that dude looks good. You know what I mean? Like it's that mm-hmm. sometimes it's that simple, you know? And, and if you're not, you know, if that wasn't an option, how would I ever know that dude existed? Yeah. There's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of wrestlers out there and yeah, whatever they can do in, in promotion. So whatever they do to stand out and stand out in the right way. Yeah, you know, that's a benefit. Make yourself uh, make yourself known versus um, you know just kind of one of the crowd. Uh, Corey asks, "What's the difference?" Oh, sorry, I just asked someone because I, I, I was you know I got a little distracted by our next uh, question here. Versace Stoner, I don't you know I don't want to mess this up. He's a limitless royalty, Randy. He's a, a very friend well-known of the pod. Enemy, friend of the pod. As limitless wrestling continues to evolve, as does its roster. Who do you have your eyes on to join the roster? And could we ever see a limitless versus let's wrestle spectacular? I'll work backwards. I would love uh, a limitless versus let's wrestle. I want to say that that was something 
we were like having in the works heading into 2020 before shit shut down because there was such a there was such a like actual divide between the two rosters that it would have made sense and i think when Les Russell kind of came back in the past couple of years, I think it took a little bit to kind of find uh, who was going to be in this next wave and kind of push it forward and what the identity would be. But uh, I definitely think there's a roster enough built now of uh, distinctive people who could push Let's Wrestle and, and, and be on a show like that representing. So uh, I think now more than ever, something like that would make sense to have in the world and maybe, that would have to be somewhere halfway in between, like a Fairfield, Waterville, Augusta type show um, in between the two towns. But uh, I think that'd be a lot of fun to do. Uh, as for uh, people moving on up to Limitless, I have no, I don't know, like off the top of my head. Uh, we've been we've been really lucky. A, a lot of people who were on my short list to either like debut or return, we've been able to work with in some capacity uh, over the past year. Um, I think of like TDT and Joey Janela making a return as well, but uh, I don't know. I'd have to think more about who's on my short list for people to bring in. Uh, obviously, like <laughs> we missed out on one in October, Jay Malachi, who I think we talked about. He's got some big things on the way. Uh, that was definitely a dude on my short list who I wanted to get in. I think Titus Alexander um, would be one off the top of my head that I'd love to work with at some point. He just got done with his first tour of pro wrestling, Noah been making a lot of noise on the west coast um i really love what he's doing right now yeah it's funny i thought tyce alexander as well and the first thing i was thinking of is um obviously yeah he's flying in from california right that there's it'd be one of those things where we'd have to do like multiple dates and promotions working together to financially make it work because that's a lot to yeah it's a lot of money to, to bring a guy in who may not be as well known like be a huge ticket driver but you'd love to have in you know yeah 100 percent yeah so yeah there's i mean that's the thing is uh, what i like when you have these surprise uh names that come in it's like oh i wasn't even thinking of them and all of a sudden they're here and i think i think this year when we look back at the year it's a year that you've as you were alluding to you brought back guys that hadn't been here like six years you know jordan oliver joey janella tdt i mean some of these other people have not been here in a long time and they're familiar to their limitless history is familiar to a, a good amount of the audience and then they're also new for like a newer part of the audience. It's like a perfect hybrid of like of, of that. So I think that's a, a, a cool thing that's definitely happened this year. Yeah. And it's uh, I definitely think there's like uh, a lot of opportunity for that to continue. Like I know uh, I'm not trying to jump ahead, but I know somebody asked about Brandon Kirk in one of these questions who's someone I'd like to get back in the mix. Uh, we had a couple too uh, on the fresh blood card that I still want to make happen with Warhorse and alley catch. So yeah. Uh, I definitely think looking forward that uh, that's something that we're going to be able to accomplish more in 2024 as we did this year. Yep. Yeah. So all kinds of good stuff coming up. Uh, Alex, what's your idea of a perfect Sunday? Ooh. Uh, I mean, lately it's been kicking back, watching football, maybe going to uh, Bissell Brothers and Milo, grabbing a beer and some eats. They're, <laughs> they're cook. I literally just saw this before we started recording and it like shook me. Their cook at the Bissell Brothers in Milo is literally like cooking at the White House today for really? a fucking uh, it's like a native tribal. Uh, I don't know if it's a foundation or like a recognition, but yeah, I, I was shook. I'm like, holy shit. Like the uh, Joseph Robbins, the chef at Bissell Brothers, Three Rivers in Milo has been invited to cook the White House Tribal Nation Summit taking place on December 6th. 
And December 7th, Robbins is one of a small team of indigenous American chefs participating in the event. How about that? Dude, I will, I can attest as well as someone who has eaten Joe's cooking for probably the better part of a year and a half. That dude absolutely slays it in the kitchen. Uh, they have a, an amazing man. If you're ever up in the Northern Maine area in the woods, uh, I literally like, I used to go to that location. It was a chainsaw shop way back in the day. My father was a logger. <laughs> I used to go there all the time. Like to, and now it's just this bougie ass fucking, you know, bar and food. And they've got a, they've got a concert little area outside. It's a beautiful spot. All right. I have a, I have a long-term idea, Randy. I'll throw at you right now. Could we have Joseph cook at a limitless wrestling event? Do like a, a big buffet for people oh. and people pay like $10 a plate or something like that and, and go through the line. What about that? That would be crazy. That Imagine would that? be, yeah. I mean, <laughs> they'd be eating good in the neighborhood that night. Uh, and I'm surprised you said that you include watching the season's uh, New England Patriots as part of a perfect Sunday. It's like, God, this Awful Sundays Listen, this time. Um, I'm uh, I've, I'm watching for my fantasy team now. We're one week from the playoffs. Greenleaf is a game ahead of me. If I can yeah. win this week and he loses, I'm in the playoffs. So we got to cross our fingers for an Eric Greenleaf loss. Uh, I'm pretty confident with my chances. I stubbed my toe a bunch this year. Uh, I don't even want to talk about the Pats. It's just it's abysmal this year. Uh, they put Bailey Zappi in weeks too late. It didn't matter anyway. I'm going to just throw it out there. Let's get on the Malik Cunningham train here. What else we got to lose this year? Throw him in for a start. Whatever it takes to lose the rest of the way out. Let's not no, let's no, ensure no. we get. But... Come on now. We had Will Greer and we cut him. If we wanted to lose, oh. Will Greer would be starting right now. But let's get let's get Malik Cunningham some reps here and just see if he's any. You know, hey, we're a fucking two-win team. It doesn't matter at this point. I got to say, it's impressive that even in your fantasy football league, you're able to book it so it comes down to the last week during the shot in the terrible. playoffs. Well done. Wow. terrible. I'm like, what is going on? I, I lost by a point and a half one week to get in this position. It's just it's oh, yeah. it's terrible. I'm fighting yeah. with Eric Greenleaf here. In, in one of mine, I, I lost by a point three five. Uh, of a point <laughs> or of a point and I'm, I'm 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 bounced from the playoffs i'm like oh you gotta be kidding me that's Terrible. just stupid absolutely stupid this is this question however is not stupid from jake what talent do you feel is close so close to being picked up by a big company big i assume one of the big two or uh maybe we'll throw maybe impact in the mix uh, you got uh, it now it. they're tna now bro tna tna uh yeah i uh I mean, Becca, I don't, I don't know if you can get signed on house arrest. Um, Alec Price has been a popular answer for this question for a while. Uh, Aaron Rourke has really been uh, popping off and just feels like something that would be very unique on television if given a shot. Um, man, I don't know. There's, there's a lot that come to mind, honestly. And you root for them all, you know what I mean? Uh, Channing Thomas uh, feels like a good package for television as well. Uh, I've been I've been stoked to see actually like a, a lot of like talents from uh, I would say the road era of limitless wrestling like uh, Alec TJ Crawford uh, Kevin Blackwood Becca Love Doug all popping up in MLW recently BRG as well in some prominent positions but uh, I don't know who who pops off on your radar Josh. Yeah, it's a good mix. It's interesting how uh, MLW essentially become a, like a Northeast U.S. indie. You know what I mean? 
It's kind of weird. Of, yeah, I think. Uh, well, they do a lot of tapings in Philly. I think so. Like yeah, all do, tapings, it all makes tapings, a ton yeah. of sense to fucking utilize. There's a lot of good talent in the Northeast specifically right now, so yeah. it makes a ton of sense to utilize that. And it's awesome to see these guys getting on these shows. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm deferential to Alec just because uh, he was on my uh, my podcast for the Observer website, and I didn't do a ton of those. I did one with Christian Casanova, and I thought like he's up next. And lo and behold, he was up next. Uh, Alec Price, I think, is I, I just I think he's so versatile that he I'm surprised he hasn't got a shot yet. And I, I yeah, there's something like you, you mentioned some of those names like like the Beckas, the um, uh, Channing Thomas, those types. I mean, we've seen Channing. He got, uh, you know, he got some opportunities on you know doing like AEW dark matches and, and things like that. But I'm surprised like a. You know, like an impact isn't taking you know, maybe more of a shot at some of these guys or, you know, just with, with Alec, especially, I mean, he's doing his thing at GCW and it's kind of a known commodity, but maybe, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know kind of who's made offers to Alec, if anything, but it could be a case of he's got some, you know, feelers out there, but he's doing, he's getting so many dates booked in GCW and having so much fun on the indies that, you know, maybe now's not the right time. You know what I mean? I've, I've heard those stories as well from other other talents are like, yeah, I could go here, but you know, if I'm if I'm able, if I'm still working and able to do some more stuff, if I feel better about the situation I'm involved in, I'm, I might uh, I might go with that. From Alan, where is Mac Daniels? This is a question you've asked a lot over the years, especially when he was less wrestle champion. Is he coming back? That's uh, that's a good question. I mean, he's been on vacation to Boca Raton, halfway across the world. Uh, He's he's been in a couple different spots on this little saw sabbatical he's been on from wrestling, but uh, I do expect that we'll see Mac Daniels at some point, maybe in the new year. But uh, you know he's taking some time to do his thing after the loss to Rip Bison. Uh, was on the cusp of a championship match, which was what he was gunning for for a while at Limitless Wrestling and achieved it in Let's Wrestle. And I think that was a lot to take. And also, you know, I had the lumberjack match with Eric Johnson in Let's Wrestle that didn't pan out his way, so. It was a tough summer in the life of the main attraction, but uh, maybe we'll see or hear from him pretty soon. And let's see. What else we got wrapping up here? A couple questions left. Ryan, I'd love to see some returns, Randy. Will we see Brandon Kirk again? And can we see Scrambles come back? I'm going to ask. He's like more accusatory. <laughs> awesome to see up-and-coming talent come in. MJF won at my first show. Bonus points if you can remember the show. Uh, that would have been a hysteria. That was MJF's first live show, I believe. Um I love the scramble match. Uh, I, I, I don't do think that it necessarily fits on every card that we do, but I, I definitely think there are scenarios where it fits. We definitely did one at crunch time, I think maybe two years ago um, for a vacation land cup position, but I, I definitely think they have their place and they fit. Uh, I, I'm not going to say we're going to see one by the end of this year, but uh, I would like to see scrambles kind of make their way back in the mix. And we mentioned Brandon Kirk earlier. I, I definitely want to keep the returns coming in 2024 and um, just keep it fresh and moving, uh, especially uh, like you were saying, like a lot of these guys coming through this year, maybe they hadn't been back in like five or six years. So it is, you get that fun atmosphere of people seeing them for the first time and people who have the fond memories of seeing them before. So uh, I think Kirk would fit in well with that mix. Yeah, let's see. The last time we saw Brit oh, this I almost said that I get this right. The last time we saw Brandon Kirk was Know Your Enemy, which was the Portland Expo show in September 2019 when he had to leave the Main State Street by early because he got he started like bleeding all over the place. What 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 happened to him again? 
he got sliced. I believe it was by the lobster trap. I think the yes, lobster that's trap what was. was slammed into his forehead and he got like a nasty gash. And he was actually, he was at fresh blood the following month. Uh, that was his altercation with Alexander Lee, who left him in the dust. And uh, they were set to have a collision. It was going to be March of 2020 before that show got canceled. Oh, that's right. Huh. Yeah, that was a, I just remember, when I remember thinking of uh, uh, Brandon Kirk, I think of uh, skewers to the head. I think yes. that was the first time I ever saw skewers to the head was Brandon Kirk matches. I don't doubt. It was, it was, people still talk about it to this day. It was nasty. Yeah. Final question, Bryce. What are the ultimate limitless matches? The matches fans bring up the most when talking about limitless wrestling. I will. Can I throw one in the mix? Please go ahead. As you brought up before, the uh, I know one of your favorites. I know uh, John Alba. You know when, when he rarely stops talking, but I know when I've heard him at times, he uh, has talked about the Daniel Garcia uh, Christian Casanova match uh, from the closed taping era. That's one that comes to mind, but uh, I have a few others, but I want to kick it over to you. Yeah, that's uh, definitely a great one. That's that's one, especially online, I feel like gets mentioned a lot. Um, I would say Chris Hero, Zack Sabre Jr., especially for a lot of our fans who are still in the central main area. Uh, I think that was the one that uh, at least made people know that we are alive and in the area. Uh, JT Dunn, Cody Rhodes, I think for the same reasoning in Southern Maine, uh, just gained such a following from that event. It was uh, a spectacle to see Cody Rhodes and have him in the area. And I, I think people just, it grew us exponentially overnight in that area because it was only our second time being there. And I think it left an impression with people. Uh, the cage match, of course, Ace Romero, Anthony Green. I would say also Ace Romero, A.R. Fox, and the fans bring the weapons match. Um, just a couple very unique environments to be a part of. And then it's not a, it's not a match, but it's a moment. The, uh, the MJF return after JT and Ace Romero. I was at one of the anniversary shows in Westbrook when he came in on the car, but uh, those are a couple that immediately come to mind. I would say recent, more, more recent times as well. Chris Statlander, Ashley Vox. Um, honestly, either match, uh, the unsanctioned match, they had a snake bitten and the last creature standing match at twilight zone. You son of a bitch. You took one of mine. That was the one I was going to go as the last creature standing. I thought that was great. Uh, I will say, I, I think, uh, my favorite, yeah, I, I love limitless, but I think one of my favorite limitless years, was, uh, 2019, the sequence that, uh, led to the, uh, limitless wrestling first ever limitless wrestling title, uh, the four way MJF, JT Dunn, Ace Romero, Anthony green. That spilled all over the building in the Westbrook Army. I think anyone was there will uh, remember that. That was awesome. Uh, MJF versus Ashley Vox, who people that have listened to this show know I don't love intergender matches, but I think that was maybe my favorite one I've ever seen because it took you completely just, it, it took you for a ride, and it was uh, it was awesome. It was absolutely awesome. Uh, MSP versus Work Horseman. Um, I think you would take your pick. I think the... The first one with the, the the one the one the Portland Expo that featured the turn uh, from Alexander Lee, I think that was right up there with one of my favorite uh, limitless moments ever. That's like one of my like top two. I, I think the the vibe in the whole place, no pun intended, completely changed. And no one saw it coming. It was uh, it was a moment. I think that's that's one of my favorites as well. I mean, I think you could you get a best of free easily and then leave off like. You know, your one through 20 could be pretty solid in terms of like, uh, uh, you know, pretty amazing uh, matches and, and just moments. And you'd be like, oh, yeah, what about this? What about this? That's a 
good point of having a good promotion, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's been fun through the years, man. A lot of, a lot of really talented people have come through and, and put in some great work. So it's, it's cool to look back sometimes. Yeah. Lots of moments, lots of moments. And there'll be lots of moments coming up in the future. And of course the future will be force of nature. It's coming up on Saturday, December 16th, the Armouth, Maine. And if you're going great, if you got your tickets, awesome. If you're going and you don't have tickets, you better buy them now. LimosWrestling.com slash tickets. Again, 30 left as we record this on a Wednesday afternoon. And those things are going to be gone quick, as you know. So, uh, yeah, this is uh, going to be pretty crazy stuff. Should be fun uh, sprint towards the end. And, of course, you can catch everything, all the news, all that stuff on social media. LW Main on Twitter, Limitless Wrestling on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Randy underscore Carver, LW on Twitter. Josh Nason on Twitter. You want to talk to me at all? Limitlesswrestling.com for a ticket and merchandise needs. And that's about it. For Andy Carver, I'm Josh Nason. Until next time, be limitless.